what's up? It's Chris Reifert from Siege of Power and Autopsy and Violation Mode and Pain and Doll and a bunch of other stuff. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. This is Corey Gorkreis, Phantasm Podcast. We have the honor of speaking with Chris Reifert, one of the founding members of Autopsy, and we're here to talk about his band Siege of Power, which has a uh, warning blast coming out September 7th on Metal Blade Records. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I had some old cold coffee from 9 o'clock this morning, and I just scooped <laughs> the cat box. Nice. So, obviously, things are pretty great here. I'm feeling human, that's good. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> well, uh, I love the uh, Hail of Bullets guys. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, internet friends with Bob. He's very cool. Um, oh, yeah, those guys are super dependable no matter pretty much what band they play in and stuff. Yeah, so uh, talking about Siege of Power and this like uh, super group, if you will, uh, <laughs> how did you guys meet up and, and talk You know uh, about forming this band? Well, you know, I ended up kind of falling into it the last minute, to be honest with you. Um, It was something they had going a few years ago, only it was called First Class Elite at the time. Maybe Bob mentioned that to you at some point or something. And um, they even did a split with uh, Violation Moon, another band I play in. Um, And so, and they did some recordings and stuff, and it was really good. And then they, I think they kind of split up for a while. And then got the urge to do like a full album, but then they renamed it Siege of Power. Right. And uh, when they first got the idea to um, make a new album, they had a vocalist. Um, I think it was the same guy who was in First Class Elite. Okay. uh, Yeah, for one reason or another, he wasn't able to be on the album. I don't know the whole backstory on that. Right. But um, so there was that, and then. They had some some music recorded, like a handful of songs, um, and then I went to see a Fix play at um, a place called the Metro in Oakland over here. Oh, they're incredible! And, yeah, yeah, it was a great show, and we're all hanging out and everything. And then Paul, our guitar player, started telling me about the recording, and I heard a little bit about it from Bob. But Paul was like, "Hey, man, you want to do vocals on it? We need somebody." And, you know, a couple beers later, hanging with your buds. Right. Yeah, man. Sure. And then I didn't hear anything about it for a little while. And so some time went by, and they're like, hey, we got 13 songs recorded, and and uh, we're, you know, excited, and it's killer, and all that. I'm like, oh, shit, all right, well, we're doing this right on. Oh, yeah. So I got to hear what they've done, and then turns out I needed to write the lyrics for it, too. That's... You know, like, okay, 13 songs, I can do that, you know? And then, um, so next thing you know, they hop back in the studio and they did seven more, so right. all of a sudden, it's like 20 songs. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot of tracks on this record. You don't mind writing 20 lyrics, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but like, sure, okay, let's let's do it. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was intense, man, because, you know, I already had some other things going on and Sure. I was I wasn't gonna let these guys down though. You know, there's no way, and the music sounded great. So I just kind of uh, 
it together and uh, kind of a rush. Right. <laughs> Hoping it would work out good, and, <laughs> and it turned out killer, man. I'm super stoked. Everything worked out, and um, yeah, and I'm glad they invited me to be on it, man. That was that was really cool. Yeah, from what I've heard, it, it uh, definitely delivers. I love the uh, the way the production on the vocals were too, especially. Uh, oh, thanks, oh, thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, I didn't want to, you know, fuck it up and <laughs> you know make it a drag for anybody. No, it's definitely, uh, you know, it lives up to the to the name of the band itself, and you know what a the warning blast is definitely a good debut title for it because you can, you know, um, what you would expect. From you guys, and then when you actually hear it, it definitely exceeds that. It's just very, uh, very, uh, ball stomping, if you will. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. on, man. It, Thanks. It's, it's really, really good to hear. Now, uh, if you don't mind, uh, we can do a little track by track. Maybe. Yeah, man. Yeah, quickly, we got a lot of songs to cover, but, uh, we'll, we'll run through them the best we can. <laughs> um, yeah. We got the, the salt uh, my lyrics or something, depending on the question. But, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll see what I can remember off the top of my head too. All right, uh, the first one we got uh, the ti- you know the first track on the record is "Conquest for What." Okay, do you, uh, you want to kind of know what it's about or? Yeah, yeah, whatever uh, information. It's kind of oh man, how do I explain that one? Just sort of like craving victory no matter what the cost even right. if it makes things worse than they were before just to say you won basically sure. let's let's put it in a nutshell like that because that's basically what it is right yeah awesome so, uh, yeah, I mean none of those songs have tons of lyrics to them so they're kind of you know loose themes sometimes sometimes we <laughs> get specifics out of them but right. it just depends so uh, yeah anyways yeah man awesome so what's the next one uh, For the Pain Oh yeah, that's pharmaceutical fun. That's just the whole, <laughs> you know, pharmaceutical industry pushing shit off on you to make money, not right. knowing or caring what it's going to do to you. The basically. placebo effect too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, make make of it what you will, but that's it's kind of not painting that industry in a favorable light. Right. I'd have to agree with you on that one. Cool. Um, one of my favorite titles on this record, Bulldozing Skulls, which is really what the band sounds like, honestly. But. Oh, thanks. <laughs> first thing that comes to mind. So yeah, Bulldozing Skulls, track three. Um, that one's pretty much just about bulldozing over skulls. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> let's let's yeah. call it what it is. <laughs> to the point. All right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Born Into Hate. Uh, that one is just kind of the concept about no one is, is you know born into the world equipped to hate this or that or anything else you know whether it's people or things or whatever it's it's just basically mentioning the fact that that's something that you that you learn that you're born into you're not gonna otherwise you're probably not gonna turn out that way right you know to whatever degree so um that's pretty much what that is just being taught how to you know hate things and people and stuff right Another from one a young of, age. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it's usually how it works. Another one of my favorite titles, number five, Torture Lab. Love it. Oh, thank you. Um, that one's just about kind of feeling at times in life where you're just maybe the subject of some weird experiment or something. You know, you yeah. just see 
see the world being kind of insane and you're just wondering like wow did I just get dropped in some weird lab experiment that the world's <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this is like a test to see how I cope with it or something. Right. So that's kind of what that one's about. Awesome. Very uh, personal, too. It's a relatable subject matter. That's good. Oh, man, it's too easy to write lyrics like for bands like this these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uglification. Oh, that's a fun one. That's kind of just talking about the just the basically the gentrification effect that is happening you know in a lot of places in a, in a, in a town near you right <laughs> um, you know and I just see it as things getting ugly like there used to be something weird and funky and now there's fucking Bed Bath and Beyond or, yeah. or whatever you know insert whatever <laughs> horrible place here so I just see it as you know getting uglified when it's supposed to be doing the opposite right or they call it star bucking yeah, same difference exactly. Just, you that know, and beyond all the yeah. all the weirdness is getting sucked away, and <laughs> not necessarily for the better. Right. Oh, that's good. Uh, number seven, trapped and blinded. Um, shit. I may I may totally blank out on the lyrics to that one. These are all like, you know, kind of just blaze through them all pretty fast. Right. Um, uh, that's probably just another one about kind of like torture lab just feeling lost and at odds with the world right and we got uh we'll, we'll chalk it up to that yeah. yeah that's good uh diatribe oh just people yelling about stuff and you know spewing off their opinions and you get tired of hearing about it sometimes i can definitely relate to that <laughs> <laughs> i think we all can yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and of course, I'm guilty of it too. You oh, know, by, yeah. By recording this album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, hear people's negative shit. It's all good. Not here on Phantasm. We we uh, definitely support it. It's fucking awesome. Um, uh, number nine. We get to the title track. Finally, it is Warning Blast. Um, that one's just pretty much about a warning blast, not like blast beats <laughs> on a drum kit, but right. an actual like you know blast of of some type or another. If you look at the cover, you can kind of just yeah, come you up picture with, it with your own imaginary scene, you know, that led <laughs> things to where they are exactly. And then this kind of leads into ten uh, mushroom cloud altar, which I love that. Oh, yeah, it's just the the weird way how people with access to you know, nuclear weapons and such just seem to get such a kick out of having access to that stuff and yeah, almost like sense. this just weird form of worship or something. You know, mm-hmm. after the fact, I I thought about the movie Beneath the Planet <laughs> of the Apes where the people are, <laughs> all, the mutants all living underground and like worshiping the nuclear bomb and like yeah. church services and stuff. Um, so that came to mind after the fact, but it's, you know, it's kind of like that. It's just some people get a weird warped uh, just the whole power trip thing you know basically yeah it's a you know comparing dick sizes you know uh, yeah yep, oh, there you go exactly which is why it's a mushroom cloud you know so. yeah <laughs> yeah and I threw in the altar part just to you know like the, you know the sense of worship sure no it's a very powerful title oh thanks that's probably my other favorite one besides uh, Torture Lab and uh, Bulldozing Skulls so that's good um, number 11, Lost and Insane. Um, that's kind of just another one, like Torture Lab and stuff. Just, right. you know, another way of 
just saying, what the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do I deal with it? You know, I guess that's a, a, a recurring theme. Kind of being trapped and what the fuck's going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, different wording, but same same point, you know. Right. Yeah. And there's always, of course, lyrically and everything, you know, the ways to express that one emotion, too, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, same in lots of other forms of music, you know. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, how many songs are about like decapitation and death metal for example <laughs> you know oh, you gotta have one or at least a couple you know? <laughs> your choice of limb removal or whatever <laughs> you know yeah. I don't know how many times <laughs> that's been touched on and will continue to be touched upon by me and others so yeah or so even anyways, uh, yeah, even, even fucking the decapitated head there's plenty of songs about that you know exactly yeah the head so, itself yeah just the, the many uses, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, bleeding for the cause, number twelve. Oh, that's just about getting so worked up over whatever cause it is you believe in. You're willing to get out in the world and actually physically do stupid things that you probably would be better off not doing. You know, willing to <laughs> right. bleed for people that would definitely never dream about bleeding for you. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like your your love is not being reciprocated. I hope you know that. <laughs> this is just you know, it's one sided. Yeah, but you're putting forth all the effort. Uh huh. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Uh, number thirteen, escalation till extermination. Love it. Um, that's just about how basically as soon as people came around, one of the first thing they did was figure out how to you know make some sort of weapon whether it's you know your fist to begin with and then a, a stick or a rock and then it goes on to bigger and better things until we find ourselves where we are today so it's just basically the the progression from the the first rudimentary you know weapon item to to what we have now you know step by step basically i like that that's really good yeah oh cool cool i don't know why but you get like a sense of Mad Max in the scenario there. It's cool. Yeah, that means definitely uh, you can take it in a, a post-apocalyptic way for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a good title. Number 14, Privileged Prick. Oh, well, that <laughs> says it all. You know, I mean, just, you know, whether it's a famous person or a not famous person, just someone that's <laughs> never seen an uphill day in their life and, yeah. and will never have to. And it just, you know... That's pretty much what that one's about. They're a prick, so yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the 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 attitude that goes along with it. Yeah, I have some sense of reality, prick. All right. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> number fifteen, short fuse. Oh, just um, I guess about like people and their propensity to have hot tempers, more or less. You know, for various reasons. It happens from time to time, you know. Yeah, for sure. Try to control it, but, you know, it uh, yeah. <laughs> gets the best of us sometimes, and then you look yeah, back it's very, varying degrees, yeah. a couple days later, and you're like, why was I such an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, take it all sorts of ways, really. Yeah. Uh, number 16, violence in the air. Um, That's kind of self-explanatory. It's right. <clears throat> just sort of, you know, just the, the feeling we get sometimes when, you know, people start forming into groups and then the groups start going head to head and and that sort of thing and it just gets out of control the clash of ideals and all that yes yeah uh-huh, yeah nice 
And we got uh, number 17, It Will Never Happen. Oh, yeah, that's about um, basically the concept of the, you know, politicians and whatnot who actually are so hot to start wars and battles will never be the ones to participate in them or their families or, the, you know, right. cohorts or whatever. I mean, no matter what they start, they're not going to have to deal with it. Nope. So it'll never it'll never happen. They're just like, you know, the guy that says fight and then they step off and... Yeah, nothing to lose. Yeah, let everyone else deal with it. Exactly, yeah. And then uh, we're on the... victory if it goes your way. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't give <laughs> Wouldn't piss on you if we were on fire, so... Yeah. Uh, number 18, last track, The Cold Room. Oh, yeah, that's um basically about, like, dying and, you know... Uh, I actually took that title from a chapter in uh, Dennis Dunaway's book from the original Alice Cooper book oh, nice. the Alice Cooper band and he talked about visiting Glenn Buxton when he was like really bad off and yeah. near death and he, he went in his place and he called it the cold room Man. you know just kind of like sensing death I guess and you know and so I just thought that was not only a really cool title so I stole that and then <laughs> It's kind of just, uh, you know, I do that sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, and it's just sort of the, the, you know, the feeling of being, you know, ready to let go, I guess. It's powerful shit. Um, I've done that with writing lyrics, too. You get, like, the actual general title, and you can work around that and just kind of build off of a concept or even just words and really make something, you know... Make something good out of it, so that's pretty cool, you know. On a good day, yeah. I mean, this was a challenge because I waited, you know, for all I had was scribbles and little lines and a few titles here and there. Right. I kind of waited for a week before the recording day to really whip it all into shape because I don't know, man. I tried to work on it like months ahead, and it just wasn't coming together for whatever reason. And right. Just, I don't know. I mean, the music was recorded really spontaneously. I know that. So maybe just deep somewhere in my head, I figured the vocals would work that way, too. And right. it, turned out, it turned out good, thank God, because <laughs> yeah. I think Satan or whatever you want to think. But I think no one. But uh, um, anyways, I'm happy it didn't come out horrible. Yeah, the record sounds great, you know, from the, the tracks I've heard. And um Definitely look forward to it coming out for you guys. And uh, do you all plan on doing some touring for it? Um, there's no plans for anything like that. I mean, the, the intent was just to kind of make the record and go, hell yeah, we did it. So, awesome. you know, as far as I know, that's that's going to be it. But, you know, life is strange, man. You never know what's going to happen sometimes. So, right. Uh, but there's surprises all the time. So who knows, man. But uh, right now, there's no plans or anything like that. But, right. Shit, shit, we'll see what happens. Yeah, right. Um, now, the other segment we usually do, because um, our other basis for the podcast is horror movies. Uh, are you a fan okay. of horror stuff, I would imagine? Yeah, I mean, not as much as some people think. Like, I'm sure. 100, I'm 100% out of touch <laughs> with, mo- with modern-day horror, you know, I... We do like eighties and back, and some. Okay, now that's something I could talk about. That yeah. was like when I was engrossed in that stuff, and then it just once CGI blood started coming around, yeah, and it was. I, I mean, that was dumb, and then everything <laughs> was just a remake or retelling. I'm like, no, fuck this. Yeah, and they're still doing it. Like they announced that they're 
now underway with the uh, Child's Play remake, and it's like, why? Oh, you know, God, that's no. a movie. It doesn't need to be remade. It's fine. You know. Yeah, I know. That's the way I feel about all those movies. I mean, once in a while, there's probably one where I would eat my words and be like, "I'll oh, be damned. This is great," you know. But I just, right. I kind of just don't care about that. Like, yeah. man, you can't think of a new idea. Well, especially with like Child's Play, it's like they just made a new one. You know, like the seventh one or something, like last year. Dude, it wasn't even good to begin with. I know, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I know, I thought that movie sucked anyway, so... <laughs> it's, that's just me, I know a lot of people think that movie's the best, but... No, I mean... You know, I, fucking... Hell, I, I but, get uh, it, I love Brad Dorif, I think he's great, and Chris Sarandon, um, but I don't, I don't think Child's Play is, like, as essential as a lot of people take it, you know... <laughs> Because you got Jason, well, Michael know. Myers, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger. It's like, that's really all, you know, you can put Chucky after all that, but it doesn't have to be there. You know what I mean? So Yeah, no, I'm picking up on what you're saying. Yeah. I think the last original concept I can think of that I was impressed by was the first human centipede. I was like, oh my god, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, because that was a different way to reinvent horror as a genre, because nobody's really done that before, you know, where... Yeah, that it's was just, a good one, and a lot of that movie that was cool was what you didn't see, as opposed yeah. to, like, the second movie where they just showed everything. You're like, well, this is, this is great, and, you know, it's sick and all that, but the first one just had a little extra something to it. The first but, uh, one had a big build-up, and it was, you could feel, like, how creepy the Doctor was, and you knew something was going to oh, happen, yeah. but you didn't know what he was thinking, and then you saw the, the roofies come out, and you're like, oh, shit, he, you know, this is going to get weird, and then... uh yeah, it, it got weird, and, you know... <laughs> the thing it, is, now you know every time there's going to be a human centipede. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, you know, the the first one, you know, it, it was worth it, but then after, it's like, well, how many people are they going to make out into a centipede this time, you know? Yeah, exactly, it's just, in what building? <laughs> it's three football fields worth of people <laughs> shitting into each other's mouths. Exactly, you know. but, uh, boy, that first one, that was that was magical. Yeah, and I respected it because it was it was something different, and it got people talking. And a lot of people I knew didn't even like horror movies. Really, were like, "Dude, you see Human Centipede?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I was, I was like, "You watched that?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right, cool." Yeah, I I thought it was gross. It was a uh, it was a good gross because it was just something unexpected, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Films <laughs> like that that really capture something. And it's actually original. You know, I'll watch that, but horror movies are pretty hard to do that with now. Um, yeah. Um, you know, actually, Get Out was pretty good. I was pretty impressed with that. that I enjoyed that, too, because, again, it was something very unique. It didn't... Like, what, this isn't a retelling or a remake? It's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, there's, like, tons of suspense and cool right. concept. So, yeah, once in a while, you know, there's still, there's still exceptions. Right. Now, what was uh, some of your favorites growing up that you saw? I mean, growing up, I, I mostly watched, I mean, I was a little kid in the 70s, so, yeah. you know, certain things I was I was too young for, but, sure. I mean, I loved, you know, all the, like, universal stuff, you know, all the classics, yeah. and those are still my favorites, you know, I still love that, and then, like, the Hammer stuff, that was all oh, good. I mean, anything in the 70s, mm-hmm. I was old enough to be allowed to watch, you know, I would, I would watch it, but, you know, things, things got really good you know in my teenage years as far as horror goes because then you could go and like go to the video store and rent stuff on your own yeah. you know 
get whatever you want. Exactly. So that's when it got juicy, you know. And it's, <laughs> that was kind of the, the heyday of the, the super splatter stuff, I would say. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, you got Slaughterhouse and the Mutilator. And, uh, oh, man. I mean, if you want to talk about, like, probably when I actually really watched horror movies, um, you know, it was probably around, you know, the 80s maybe into the 90s a little bit you know it's people get so disappointed sometimes i'm like i don't really watch them anymore like what (laughs) fuck you man (laughs) you're abandoning horror movies traitor (laughs) but uh anyways now i mean i still i still love all the same ones that's my problem yeah you know some of them i just i don't get tired of and you know but i mean just loose titles in no particular order whatsoever like you know pet cemetery oh yeah uh texas chainsaw one and two of course um some of the friday the 13th we used to love part six you know that one like was really good yeah i love and that then, one, um you know the ones before they're pretty cool except five that one was lame yeah. Um, yeah. actually uh, going back and watching that one it's very campy but it's you know because it's not you know it's like an imposter jason but it's if you like the gore effects stuff, like it's actually pretty pretty brutal, and I have it's one that of one's those. pretty Corey Feldman forward though, isn't it? Well, they uh, he was in four, and then they had him in the beginning of five because he was supposed to be in the film, but they he was shooting the Goonies, so they oh, okay, so he wasn't in that one. But they have um, I don't know, it was really weird. Like a lot of it is kind of shitty, but the the kills are great in it. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bash it anymore because I'm probably gonna say stuff that isn't even accurate because it's been so long. Oh, it's but uh, but uh, kind of like the third Halloween movie, you know. I was like, what? But anyways, uh, what else? Phantasm was great. My favorite, uh, obviously. Truth or Dare, <laughs> the not the Madonna one, the, the yeah, Dora one. Right. Um, <laughs> not gonna knock the Madonna one. Yeah. Um, uh, what should we call it? What else did we watch? Uh, Rawhead Rex, of course. Oh yeah. Uh, Evil Dead. Uh, I know I'm I'm missing tons of them because it's like all we all we did That's for a little while. Uh, Make them die slowly was a classic. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that one's great. Uh, many of the Fulci ones, of course. Mm. All of the Romero stuff, you know the. Um, uh, what else? I'm starting to blank out. I'm <laughs> thinking about it too hard. But that's the kind of stuff we would gravitate towards, like that. Right. And, you know, the uh, my co-host would say I'm an old soul, but I grew up watching the older shit. You know, it would just come out on TV and it would be at the video store and stuff, so I would just kind of indulge in it. But uh, there's really a resurgence for the old stuff because of the new video formats like that's all being re-released on like 4k or like you know all these you know all these movies that were basically to this day still on vhs only and now they're putting it on blu-ray and all this stuff so oh see i wasn't aware of all that yeah so it's pretty cool and that's kind of why i started this whole thing was you know besides my trying to bridge it into my love for you know extreme music too and just heavy metal whatever it all fits together pretty well. Um, yeah, so if it wasn't for the resurgence, you know, as much as I love horror, it probably wouldn't have worked out as well because we can actually go back and watch this stuff like it's new again. And, you know, um, with them just re-releasing all the, the old stuff, it's better to me because you get to 
rewatch it in a new way or some of the stuff I didn't get to watch you know I haven't seen since it was on VHS or you know like on a shitty uh, imported DVD or something you know and now you can actually buy it and it looks great and you know so it's cool that's excellent yeah I didn't totally didn't know about that that's very cool Oh yeah, like all the uh, Fulci stuff is on Blu-ray for the most part, and uh, like they they they're they're putting out a newer version of the movie Zombie, and they have oh. all these lenticular covers yeah. of them, and one of the lenticular covers, and it comes with the soundtrack and all stuff, which I love the the soundtracks to those Italian films. Um, oh yeah, Goblin. Yeah, Goblin and, and yeah, we played Freezy. with Goblin a few years ago. It was really? amazing. Yeah, the uh, House Core Horror Fest. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. in 2015, and Amazing. Uh, Goblin was the headliner. Hell yeah! Yeah, they did uh, Dawn of the Dead. It was incredible. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it um, was. But yeah, the, there's a scene in in Zombie where this zombie like breaks through this wooden door and pulls this chick by the hair and pulls her face like really 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 slowly like into this like splinter that's coming out into her eyeball yeah into her eyeball and yeah one of, of the lenticular covers for the for the movie zombie coming out is like that like you can go left or right and it shows <laughs> going into the eyeball and i was like that is marketing it's fucking cool <laughs> yeah no man that's boy what, what more could you ask for i know you know so that that's you know Something to definitely look forward to. Um, oh, I would say. But yeah, anything else you'd like to plug before we before we let you go? Um, no, man. Just you know, thanks for taking time and you know and rearranging the interview time. That was cool. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, and just what's up to everyone that's listening. Um, I'm gonna keep making weird music, so look out <laughs> for that. It's awesome. We'll keep listening to it. Um, awesome. That was great. Hey, what's up? It's Chris Reifert from Siege of Power and Autopsy and Violation Mode and Pain and Doll and a bunch of other stuff. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Fuck yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, Warning Blast by Siege of Power is due out September 7th on Metal Blade Records. Pick that shit up. It's, uh, it sounds like bulldozing skulls. And <laughs> it's really good. And, uh, also members of Hail of Bullets and Asphyx. Grand Supreme Blood Court Autopsy it's it's definitely worth picking up so Chris I want to thank you again for coming on it's been an honor talking to you hey my pleasure man anytime and uh, thanks for working us in and uh, we'll float this in there and let you know when it's up and and we can't thank you enough thank you hey likewise I appreciate it alright you have a good night man thank you alright right back at you man take it easy you too cheers cheers